0: Welcome to the For The Success Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supes. In this podcast, I promise to ask the tough questions and to talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to be sick and successful? The podcast is here to give you a boost of motivation, to give you the push you need towards following your dreams, and to be that friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have ever dreamt for more, if you have goals and are working towards them, if you dream of being successful no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to the For the Success podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supas. You already know that because you listened to the intro, but here we go anyways. You know, when I record these episodes, when I feel like, oh man, this one like makes me feel a little nervous to record, those are always my favorite episodes. So I know when I'm feeling like, this isn't that easy to talk about, not a lot of people are talking about this, that it's gonna be a great episode. So put on your seatbelts, hold on, let's get going. I wanna to talk to you about why your high paying corporate job is keeping you poor. I know it sounds counterintuitive, right? Everyone thinks, let's go to university, let's live the American dream or the Canadian dream, go to university, get a high paying corporate job, climb the corporate ladder, make a bunch of money, have a family, have a house. But what I've realized by doing that, literally all of the above, climbing the corporate ladder, climbing it again, getting a house, having a family, and then finally, living my dreams and starting my business and living the entrepreneurial life is that working a high-paying corporate job is keeping you poor. And here are the reasons. The number one reason for me that comes up to my mind is you are the sum of the five people that you hang around with. And if you're spending time in the corporate world, either an office or you know maybe it's a sales setting, but you're in and out of the office every once in a while, the people that you are surrounding yourself with is how you will become So if you're in a corporate job that really doesn't have much more ladder to climb, you know, maybe you're in sales and the next move is management, which you would probably be paid less, or VP. Those aren't, those are, if you're in a big, huge company, those aren't very attainable or they are attainable for sure. But there's two more steps on your ladder. And after that, you're kind of like, how long am I going to have to be here to get a raise type thing? And so if you look around you at your corporate job and you see These people who are there for a paycheck most of the time, you know, not everyone, a lot of people love their jobs, but in a corporate setting, you will be surrounded by people who are there because they got hired and they're really not great at their job, right? I'm sure you're thinking of someone right now who you work closely with, who you have no idea how is still working there. I know I did all of the time, every single job I had, I'm like, how? (laughs) But like, why? It doesn't make any sense. And that's because I'm a high achiever, right? But you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. If you are surrounded by people who aren't planning on making a change within the next two, four, five, six, seven years, you're not going to plan on it either. And I fell into the same trap. I was at the same corporate job for almost five years in my last position, whereas prior to that, I was always going to the next level, climbing, getting the next position, getting the next promotion. And then I got comfortable. I totally admit that I got comfortable. And I believe that's because everyone else around me was comfortable. You know, I was making a good salary and I was comfortable. <laughs> How many times I'm going to say that? And I didn't see the opportunities because I feel like in corporate, it just gets so negative, right? You have your management, your bosses pushing down on you. You have the people beside you or in the same spot of business as you who are obviously not always super happy and things are going wrong and there's drama and high school drama and whatever it is happening in your company that's always going to happen in every corporate job it can become draining and you kind of just want to go home and shut down and it's hard to start a side hustle not impossible though you can do it i promise number two is dreaming big how many people in your corporate job if you're working a corporate job or you did in the past how many of them are dreaming huge like hundred thousand dollar months million dollar years? I can probably say 0.1% of the people you're surrounded with on a daily basis in your corporate job, unless you're doing some kind of like investment banking, holding portfolios, things like that. They might be striving for six-figure years, $100,000 a year, but they're probably not striving for $100,000 a month, right? And if you're a dreamer, if you're someone like me who is always dreaming, always thinking, always like trying to achieve the next goal, then corporate might not be the best route for you because they might not have the opportunities that you need to reach those dreams of yours. The third one I have written down for myself, I just put together a list when I was thinking about this, but the third one I have written down is micromanagement. As an entrepreneur, I find my days are completely different around my cycle, but my cycle of the month, but also around family life, around what's happening with my husband's job, around how creative I am, how whatever is going on in my season of life, I get to rearrange my days and my whole company, they get to do that as well. We have one standing meeting, I guess maybe now two and a half standing meetings a week that are half an hour long. And after that, all of my employees get to rearrange their days and however they want So the reason I do that is because micromanagement in a corporate setting is, what's the word I'm looking for? It squashes you, right? If you're a creative, whatever you're good at. You need the space to be good at it. When you have someone making you write at the end of the day exactly everything you did and come to 14 meetings every single day, yet still be expected to do your job and blah, 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 and be reporting, it's more so like you're working for your manager, explaining to them everything you did versus actually working your job. So that's another one. The fourth one I have written down is sabotaging your strengths. I know this is something I felt in corporate world is I'm a, I'm a creative person. I have loved doing crafts and arts. Mr. Dress Up was my favorite when I was younger. And I've always been someone who's painting or playing. That's me. That's who I was. Um, but I went into business school because it was the creative thing I could think of doing before I wanted to go to makeup and hair school. I was already a hairstylist. But I wanted to go do makeup on big movie sets in Vancouver. And my dad said he'd pay for makeup school if I went to university first. So I went and saw what's the most creative thing I can do. It was design, interior design or marketing. And I figured interior design probably doesn't get paid that well. Marketing probably does. So let me do that. And obviously, I did not go into doing makeup. I finished my degree six years later instead of four and went directly into sales. But being in sales in the corporate world, climbing the corporate ladder, all of those things I was talking about. I didn't get to be my creative side. Maybe here and there, I, you know, there was one time I organized a fundraiser and I got to create all the marketing material and things like that. And when I was a VP of marketing for another company, I did do their brochures and stuff like that. But it wasn't on a daily basis that I was being creative and that wasn't being used within the company, right? When you're in a corporate job, especially for a big corporation, you're put in your seat and that's what you're expected to do. There isn't much room for movement there. I have playing small to not be expected to do more. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Playing small and not being expected to do more. When working a corporate job, a lot of the times you're sitting at your desk eight hours a day, whatever amount of time, and you're doing your job, but you're not expected to do anything extra. You're not expected to actually work those eight hours. You know, you're looking at memes on the computer. I know this because I worked inside of the offices, many different offices, I'm not talking about a specific one, and I've worked for many different companies where I'm talking to other people in different companies, literally sending me memes and websites and songs and stuff like that because they're on their computer board. And I've, you know, I've been there myself. Another way that corporate is sabotaging your strengths is stretching you too thin. Working corporate, I know that over time, a lot of jobs got cut. And it's just the world we live in right now where when you work a corporate job, you're actually expected to work one, two, three, four jobs that used to be all different positions. And I know from the multiple different corporate jobs I've worked, I've worked at so many different corporate jobs over my span, my career of 12 years in corporate, 12 years in sales, that Positions that used to be done by one person are now, or, you know, like one person for one separate role are now held five positions by one person. So five people used to do this, do these separate roles, and now one person is expected to do all of those things. I I saw it happen before my eyes where layoffs continuously happened, yet everyone was still expected to make the same outcomes, make the same returns get the same goals, reach the same numbers with two, three, four, five less people than we used to have. And quota would continue to grow. So sales numbers continued to be expected to grow, yet there was less and less people. So when that happens, if you're really strong at, let's say, sales, but all of a sudden you're having to do accounting and accounts receivable and you're chasing admin and you're doing all of these things that isn't what you ultimately wanted to be hired for this position for. It's keeping you small. And last but not least, number five is playing small and not being expected to do more. And I honestly think this is one of the main reasons that having a corporate job, a high paying corporate job, is keeping you poor. Like I said at the beginning, when you become comfortable, and you get this paycheck every week, or every two weeks, or every month, whatever, however often you're paid, and it, you know, you can rely on it, you're able to live the lifestyle you want, but you're not, you know, expected to go above and beyond, you're not, it's not your company, so really, do you care about how much extra you do for them? And that, that's a question to ask yourself. I know, again, I'm a high achiever, in every position I had, I always wanted to do my best, But over time, when you realize that your management doesn't care about you, you're a number, and over time when you realize, you know, even if I do my best, actually I get penalized for it because I went above and beyond and now my coworkers are looking at me like I'm trying to steal their job or I'm being, you know, teacher's pet type thing. That happened to me so many times. I can't even tell you how many times I had middle-aged men mad at me and talking behind my back. You guys, I have stories for days about the drama middle-aged men caused me. You know, talking behind my back that I was trying to steal their jobs that had nothing to do with me. Talking about my back literally about my pregnancy before I announced it. Talking about my back that I, whatever it was, because I was a high achiever, I was a high performer. That's why I'm an entrepreneur, because I always wanted the best for the company I was working for. And it squashed me. It really did. At a point after years of being somewhere, It's like, okay, well, if I do the bare minimum of what's expected to me, if I do what's expected to me, and I don't go above and beyond, then I'm still going to get my paycheck, I'm still going to get great numbers, and I won't get penalized. And that really does keep us small. You know, in my own company now, I literally went from zero to 10k months within a month of starting my company. I exceeded every goal that I've ever set. And it's because I love wowing our customers. I love going above and beyond, differentiating ourselves, making our company different than any other social media management company out there. And I couldn't do that if I was working for a regular corporate position. You have your job and you don't even have the authority to go above and beyond, right? If you want to do something extra for the customer, it's out of your pocket which literally reminds me, in my first corporate position, I was working a sales job, but it was an inside sales, which means I was doing sales over the phone. I literally spent my own money to buy my customers Christmas cards and uh, lottery tickets I believe it was lottery tickets or was it gift cards something like that but I spent my own money to send people Christmas cards because that is a value of mine it, it's something that's really important to me is to make people feel special just like our last episode so I would spend my own money to do that and I did that a lot until I worked positions where I, I was able to expense some of that stuff. But overall, these five things that I mentioned, so number one, the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. Number two, not being able to dream as big as you should. Number three, micromanagement. Number four, sabotaging your strengths. And number five, playing small and not being expected to do more. Those things are honestly keeping you poor. You may be getting a little bit of a raise. You may even be making $150,000 a year. And to some people, that sounds extraordinary. And I, I know because f- for literally my whole corporate career, all I wanted was to hit six figures. That's all I worked for. That's all I wanted. But what if you could make six figures a month? Have you ever thought of that before? If you're working corporate, probably not because that's not possible. What could you do in the corporate setting that you could make six figures a month? Nothing. Unless you literally own the company, I don't even think that the precedents make that much. I, I'm pretty sure they don't. I mean, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they don't. So think about it this way, that if you have dreams, it would be a really cruel joke if the universe put those dreams in your mind so that you couldn't achieve them. It'd be a really cruel joke if you dreamt and had goals and visions, but were never meant to achieve them. And if you're working a corporate job where you're unable to have a side hustle, where you feel like you can't post on social media or you can't, you know, do whatever it is your dream is because you're going to get fired and you can't get fired because if you get fired, you won't be able to pay your mortgage. I want you to number one, know that I feel you. I was there. I was there for a really long time. I literally remember starting my first business for the health and sitting and thinking like, okay, I can't post on Instagram today because these people follow me from my corporate job. And if they see that I'm posting during the day, they're going to think I'm not working. Even though I always was working, like I said, I was always going above and beyond. I was winning awards. (laughs) I was hitting my numbers. I was making bonuses. I was still doing my side hustle, but I would manage my time. But yet I was scared to post about it because I didn't want people to judge me from my corporate job. And I literally went back and looked through my contract and saw what I signed that I was able to have a a part-time, you know, a side job or a part-time thing. So I, I became a little bit more confident about sharing what I did within the corporate world. But even then, I still played small. I still played small. I had no idea how big my dreams could really be because I felt like I would have to win the lottery or just get really lucky to be able to leave my corporate job. And what it actually took was giving birth to my precious little just sunshine, my star, my whole world, and giving birth to her and seeing, wow, there's so much more to this world. Like, I don't want to work every single day a job that honestly I freaking hate. That has nothing to do with my values. You know, I actually really liked most of my corporate jobs. I'm not saying that I hated all of them or, or, you know, I'm not pointing out a specific one. But waking up every morning and doing something for someone else that doesn't even see me and just sees me as a, as a number when I know I was put on this planet for more and then seeing my beautiful, precious little baby girl and thinking that, that she can do anything she puts her mind to. She can do anything in this world and I will support her and I would be so proud of her if she was an entrepreneur and took those risks and did the things that just lit her soul on fire. And who am I to not do that for myself? Because of a paycheck, my husband can support us if need be. I can support him if need be. Why not follow your dreams? Why not dream big? Why not take risks? You know, calculated risks, of course. Don't go remortgaging your house and spending that all and, and not knowing what's going to happen next and, you know, things like that. But a calculated risk when you have a little bit of a nest egg and you know, you know, if worse comes to worst, I could get a corporate job tomorrow. I could probably get a six-figure paying corporate job tomorrow. Would that fulfill me? Would I wake up every morning thinking like, oh my gosh, yes, here are my goals. Here are my dreams. I'm gonna make this happen. I am making a difference in this world. And I truly believe that. Like our company name is SNS Creative, which stands for Sick and Successful. And our employees work from home. They don't have specific timelines or time, you know, nine to fives. They get to work around their schedules and around their health. When an employee is sick and not feeling well, we reschedule meetings. When a client is sick, we reschedule meetings. It literally happened just right now, which is why I have time to record this episode. When I'm sick, I don't feel bad calling in, you know, quote unquote, or rescheduling. We also help women entrepreneurs women entrepreneurs who are typically marginalized, women entrepreneurs who typically don't have the sales, the corporate, the the business backing to help them succeed. The statistics on (sighs) women-owned businesses are atrocious, especially women-owned businesses of women of color. But that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother episode. I want you to take away from this episode. If you take away one thing, It's not that I'm asking you to leave your corporate job or your day job. It's not that I'm telling you to drop everything and figure out how you're going to leave that position. If you take away one thing from this episode, I want it to be that you can dream bigger, that your dreams are possible. And honestly, take inventory of the position you're working right now. If it really isn't possible for you to leave your day job, that's totally cool. I feel you. I've been there. But is it the day job that you want? Does your boss value you or are you number? Do you have the ability to do the things you're good at? Does your voice matter? Does your opinion matter? Do you wake up every morning dreading going to work? Or do you wake up in the morning excited? This is the one and only life we get to live. This is the one and only life we get to live. You only have one shot at this. You never get tomorrow back. So take that in. Think that through. And I would appreciate if you would leave a review on this podcast. I know I typically ask you to screenshot and send me a message, but if you could take a moment, you have no idea how much it means to me when I see those reviews it makes this possible. This is episode 67. I actually calculated how many hours that I I have podcasted on average and you could binge listen to me. I think it's for over 66 or 36 hours or something like that. So I've sat behind this mic for so many hours because I love you. I really, really care about you on the end of that headphone, on the end of that car speaker, wherever you're listening, you matter to me. And if I could just inspire you one tiny little bit, then this is all worth it for me. So if you could take one moment to go on Apple Podcasts, I think you can even review on Spotify now, and leave a quick review, leave a five-star review. If you send me a screenshot, you send me a screenshot of your five-star review, I will send you a $5 Starbucks gift card. So if you're hearing this, go leave a review, send me a screenshot, and I will send you a $5 Starbucks gift card. I appreciate you so freaking much. You mean the world to me. And remember, dream big, it's possible for you. And your next version of success is around the corner. Bye.